The voice in the recording was Ram Das. You may have heard of. Have you ever sat in your car in the parking lot and while you were sitting there listening to a really interesting program on public radio, had someone pull into the parking space next to you and open their car door a little too enthusiastically so that it really crashed into the side of your car? Well, I have. So the other night when I was downtown and I had a little, I had a little understanding for someone who was in kind of a similar circumstance. Um, a person I recognized as an individual who's known both uncommon success and uncommon loss came up to an individual with whom I was talking. And he started, is that your truck? And the man I was talking to said, yes. And he goes, well, did you just pull out of this parking lot back here? And um, uh, the man said, yes. And he goes, you left about a $1,000 ding in my car. Uh, 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 it was a very nice car that he had pulled up. I mean, uncommonly nice car that he had pulled up. And uh, as this exchange began to take place, I walked away to let them deal with it. Now, I, I know that impulse when somebody, you know, uh, hits your car, kind of, there's, a, there's a, a visceral response of some sort. But, so as I walked away, I went not too far from where I was, and in a minute, the police were there, and so I'm assuming that a police report was filed and probably for insurance and all that kind of stuff, um, and I don't know what happened. But, I, but if something similar to that has happened to you before, I would like for us to now juxtapose that impulse and that response with the behavior of 18-year-old Brand Jean who this week, in a courtroom, well, I want to share his words. In a courtroom, during the trial proceedings, Brant Jean, the 18-year-old brother of both of Jean, uh, who you will remember was murdered in his own apartment while eating ice cream, by a former Dallas police person. She was on trial for this. Um, but Botham's teenage brother was on the witness stand and began talking to Amber Geiger. I heard this on BBC uh, radio. And he said, I can speak for myself I, I forgive you, and I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you, and I don't think anyone can say, and, and, and again, I'm speaking for myself, 
I'm not even being for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not going to say, I hope you rot and die, not like my brother did, but I personally want the best for you. I wasn't even going to say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be to give your life to Christ. I know, I don't know if it's possible, but he turns to the judge and he says, can I give her a hug, please? And then he said, please. And the judge said, yes. And they practically ran to each other and gave each other this lasting hug in the middle of the courtroom. The victim's brother and the perpetrator. Now, which of those two responses do you think most aligns with Unitarian Universalist principles? Okay. One of the things I wanted to talk about today is atoms. Atoms have negative and positive charges in every single one of them. And for every negative charge, there's a positive charge. And the balance doesn't change. You can, I, I'm not a physicist and I'm not a chemist and I'm not uh, a scientist of any sort. And absolutely, when things are unjust, we have to speak for them. The point I'd like to lift up is the one in our covenant, our affirmation, that love is the doctrine of this church. And speaking up out of love has a different effect in the world around us than, than when we let our anxiety leave. Um, so how many of you find staying calm at your core a little difficult these days, perhaps if you tune into a news channel? Um, in an old movie called Excalibur, Lancelot says to King Arthur when King Arthur is kind of enraged that none of his knights have been able to beat this guy, Lancelot says to King Arthur, your rage has unbalanced you. The point being that if you're out of balance, your clearest thinking is not engaged. One of the primary publications for AA includes a passage 
It's uh, a spiritual axiom that every time we are disturbed, no matter what the cause, there's something wrong with us. What I'm trying to address here in this season is the things we carry around with us that we don't have to. The pieces that we can work through, the pieces that we can do something about in an immediate context. <laughs> it's like the story of the farmer and the two travelers. A farmer standing in his property and uh, a traveler, he's hoeing, and a traveler journeys up and asks the farmer, he says, I'm, I'm looking for a new place to live, and, and I'm wondering what the, the town around here is like. And the, and the farmer says, well, I'll be happy to answer your question, but first, tell me what the town that you just left was like. And the traveler begins, oh, it was awful. There was backbiting and people always talking about each other, and they never did anything for each other. And... and um, there was a lot of deceit and, and suspicion, and the farmer said, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm afraid that's what you're going to find here as well. And the traveler went away. And before uh, another day, another traveler happens upon the farmer as he's out hoeing and uh, asks, I'm, I'm looking for a new place to live, and I was wondering if you could tell me about the town that's just down the road. Is it a good place to live? And the farmer said, I'd be happy to answer your question. Tell me about the town that you've been living in. What is it like? He goes, most wonderful people in the world. Everyone uh, helps each other, and they're so loving and kind and generous. And the farmer said, you're in luck. This town is just like that. That's what you're going to find here. Oversimplified, absolutely. But there is a lot to be said for what we bring to our vision of something. And if we let the context around us overwhelm us with negatives, we have to counter that with positives somehow. Or are, are, are there unstable atoms? The, the stuff that makes the largest difference in what our emotional response is to a stimulus is the stuff that we carry with us. We're not going to change who we are. We're not going to change our histories. We don't have to forget a thing, and we need to address everything we can. Speaking truth to power in love. But this week is for looking at the things that we can change right now. 
the things, the things inside us that we can do something about, or the, or the immediate relationships that we're, we might be prepared to do some more harm. Because every one of them that we get, that we get beyond lightens our load. That's what I'm calling the download. Next week, when we do our burning ceremony, we write down something that we're ready to let go of and we take it out to the burning pit and we physically watch it go up in smoke. We will never be perfect. The world will never be perfect. There is always more we can do on ourselves and for others. If we get overwhelmed, we have each other. In a network with anybody of goodwill who is willing to see through their own filters. To what might be bigotry. Aaron White, who's one of the ministers at First Unitarian in Dallas, uh, likes to talk of God as possibility. What people, you know, the place that some people put the word God, he puts possibility. Generative, creative, on always unfolding now. I would like to invite you to look in your orders of service and find the lyrics that are written there.